Star Wars 7x7, episode 1505. Today, we're pursuing the question, is or was Thrawn force-sensitive? Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Cam Premillard, illustrator of the Star Wars Incredible Cross-Sections books. You're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So, in talking about the new novel Thrawn Alliances by Timothy Zahn, one of the questions that is very tantalizingly raised is the possibility of whether Thrawn was at some point Force-sensitive, and perhaps even a Force user himself. Now, the idea of Thrawn as a Force user is not a new one, and just doing a quick Google search, you know, who knows what you're going to come up with, but just in the first one that I did, I see forum postings at theforce.net that go back as far as 2004, wondering if Thrawn is actually Force-sensitive, and the answer that seems to uh, disprove that idea is that why would he be carrying around those little chameleons that dampen the Force abilities of people, the Salamari, Salamiri, and... You know, like, what good would that be having those guys around if Thrawn himself was Force-sensitive? It would actually be, you know, taking away his own abilities in that regard if he had them. So, unlikely, at least from the Legends perspective, that he had been. But there's a passage in the new novel that suggests that perhaps he is in the canon world or may have been at some point force sensitive. So we talked yesterday in the podcast and by the way, you know, we are in full spoiler mode in case you needed to know that and you needed to be warned about that. But we talked about how the gist of the novel spins around Emperor Palpatine sensing a disturbance in the Force, and it turns out that there are Chiss children who are Force-sensitive, and they're, they've been captured by these aliens, the Grisks, and put in hibernation chambers, and their fear at what the Grisks are doing to them is what causes the disturbance in the Force. Now, the novel says that it's only Chiss children that are born with it, and that, generally speaking, it's only female children, not not always, but just generally speaking. But there's a passage where Thrawn is talking to Vader about this that I want to reference around this point. And some of the narrative that Timothy Zahn adds around here adds to the mystery thereof. So here we go. Here's the deal with it. It says here that Thrawn says, The ability unfortunately fades with time. Thrawn said no level of training or practice can change that. Young adults retain perhaps half of their childhood strength Older adults, only a small fraction. Only children have enough precognitive power to safely guide our ships at the speeds the aristocrats demand. As to their gender, he hunched his shoulders slightly. Those with the gift are nearly always female. There are exceptions, but that is the general rule. No one knows why. And then Vader is thinking about his own experience with, uh, it says, the Jedi's memories. And this is how Vader thinks of Anakin Skywalker as the Jedi, as a separate person entirely. He's recalling what it was like growing up in the Jedi Temple and seeing Obi-Wan and training with him and whatnot. And uh, thinks to himself, apparently that wasn't what it was like for the Chiss. Their Force sensitives worked and trained for years only to see their strength fail and their accomplishments fade. Vader continuing, and then they are set aside, he said, not even the Jedi were that cruel to their chosen slaves. 
Yes, Thrawn said. The sacrifice, most make it willingly for the sake of the ascendancy, but all with the ability must make it. And then here's the narrative part. For a moment his eyes seemed to unfocus as if facing unpleasant thoughts and memories. Then his mind came back. And then they go on with the main meat of what the mission is. So here's the question, of course. Why is Thrawn having this, you know, eyes unfocusing, unpleasant memories? One option is that he himself was one of the rare Chiss male children who had force sensitivity, what they call third sight. Another option is that he knew a female once upon a time who had that third sight and who he was perhaps enamored of. Doesn't have to be a female, could have been a male as well. You never know how these things work with the Chiss. And, you know, so maybe it wasn't him specifically. Maybe it was somebody else who was a significant other or a family member or something like that who was quote-unquote set aside. And we don't even necessarily know what set aside means necessarily either. So that is intriguing as well. But the fact that older adults retain a small fraction of their ability, is it possible that this is part of what helps fuels Grand Admiral Thrawn's particular knack for tactical strategy, for being able to look at a culture's art and analyze it and be able to anticipate what they might do in battle based on the things that he learns about them. Maybe that's the way that he has worked to supplement his abilities, or at least the ability that has potentially faded over time. So it seems like it's a very real possibility that's being hinted at here that Thrawn was at one point force sensitive. Now, there's not been any indication that Emperor Palpatine has sensed anything like that, but maybe he did, and maybe that's one of the reasons why he kept Thrawn around, because he was intrigued by the idea of a Chiss force sensitive person and knowing that, you know, if there was barely any, you know, force sensitive ability or force user ability there, then he was certainly no threat to Palpatine or to Vader or anything like that. But certainly he had enough knowledge of how these children were being used by the Chiss ascendancy to navigate through the unknown regions. And that, of course, we learn in the novel is part of what fuels Emperor Palpatine's interest in the Chiss specifically and how he might might be able to use them or use that ability in some way to be able to navigate through the unknown regions and to extend his rule into that part of the galaxy. So I'd love to hear what you think about this. Is it possible that Thrawn was once one of these Chiss Force-sensitive children? Let me know what you think about it wherever you happen to be catching this podcast, whether it's on YouTube or Facebook, or if you're catching it on, you know, a link on Twitter or anything like that. Just drop me a line wherever you're catching it and let me know what you think. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll do one last thing, an Easter egg of sorts in Thrawn Alliances after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you're enjoying Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast, bringing you a daily dose of Star Wars joy for more than four years and 1,500 episodes now, I hope you'll consider putting a tip in the metaphorical tip jar at patreon.com slash SW7x7. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash SW7x7. You can show your support for as little as $1 per month, and if you do a little bit more, there's a little bit more fun for you, too. Again, that's P-A-T treon.com slash sw7x7 i thank you and star wars 7x7 thanks you too welcome back so here is a bit of an easter egg as it were 
When Eli Vanto, who is the sort of secondary protagonist of the original Thrawn novel, you know, is sent off to meet up with the Chiss Ascendancy, he meets up with an Admiral Arulani, and Admiral Arulani is another character from the Chiss who was in Legends and has been brought into the new canon, and... We find out that Admiral Arulani is the person to whom the Chiss Force-sensitive children are delivered at the end of Thrawn Alliances. Now, Eli Vanto is not mentioned as being part of this scene or anything like that. And there is a line in the novel about how Vanto's disappearance a couple of years ago is fueling the rumor mills still within the Empire and within the Imperial fleet. But... Yeah, it's still an intriguing mystery as to what he might be up to inside the Chiss Ascendancy. But it's rather interesting that Admiral Aralani got another name check in Thrawn Alliances, considering that she was the person to whom Eli Vanto was to connect with as part of whatever master plan Thrawn is really working on behind the scenes, which we don't yet know about. And that right there is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. Hey, before you execute Order 66, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful to you if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7X7. It's not the downfall of the Republic, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!